What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to Finding Your Holy Grail, a show produced through Passionate World Talk Radio, whose goal is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. I am your host, Dr. Mandy Simon. I'm joined today by Dr. Matthew Welsh, and Matt and I actually met during the first lockdown of the pandemic, and we're here today to talk with you about ways to help you move forward. Dr. Welsh, welcome. Mandy, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and honor to be here talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Why don't we start by telling our viewers and listeners at home just a little bit about your own background um, professionally and a little bit of what you like to do, maybe your blog, for example. Sure. Well, um, professionally, I started my career off actually as a lawyer working as a family law attorney and realized that I wasn't happy doing that and actually got very interested in psychology, mental health, and went back to school at the age of 29, got a PhD in counseling psychology. And now I work full time as a clinical psychologist um, at a veterans affairs hospital providing psychotherapy to veterans. Um, and I also have my own private life coaching and therapy practice, treating people for depression, anxiety, career, relationship, trauma. Um, and also, as you mentioned, I have a blog, spiritual media blog, and that is a platform for me to talk to people like yourself, authors, filmmakers, writers about psychology, spirituality, personal growth, and really, you know, living your best life. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for that. Now, I think one of the things that we talked about before we came on air today was just the fact that, I mean, since this pandemic has started and the lockdowns began in March 2020, the state of play on the planet at this moment remains a state of fear. And, you know, especially for this audience, one of the things that we concentrate and focus on is this understanding that fear affects our emotional health. So in terms of our mental capacities, as well as being able to go into the physical body and create what I call dis-ease, right? And, and it's these types of things and these chemical reactions that when we're aware of what's happening to us, we have a way to mitigate or modulate our perception of the stress response, which is coming from the outside in. And when this is acting on us as people, our perception of it is modulated and regulated by the level of resilience that we actually have built up in our system. And so one of the taglines that we use for finding your holy grail is build resilience, live fearless. And when we think about this, this show and its call to actions each week has to do with experts like yourself coming and talking to the audience about when we have these uncertainties that are so prevalent in all of our lives at this point and how we go about mitigating that stress in a healthful way. 
And one of the things that you and I talked about beforehand is this aspect that our value system, and some people will refer to it as a belief system, allows us to either understand that outside stress that's coming in on our bodies as something that either we're equipped to deal with based on how resilient we are, or we might be blinded to it because our value system doesn't allow us to see it as a stressor, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I talk about each week with the audience is this aspect that depending on our perception and lens, our worldview of how we look at things, we will perceive what's happening to us in our environment as either something that we can deal with or that we cannot deal with. What is so extraordinary, I think what the experts from from other shows and I have talked about is that as a planet, the globe right now is having the same stressor applied to them across the planet. And this is such an unprecedented moment for us. We have this incredible opportunity to come together and to live our most inspired lives where we decide the kind of control that we can have even in these moments where we have such severe restrictions. Yeah, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I mean, you mentioned control and restrictions and it is challenging. Right now we do have a lot of restrictions that is making it challenging for us to feel like we have as much control as we like. But however, I think what you said, one of the ways to reduce some of that stress Mm -hmm. response or fear is to actually recognize, you know, okay, what do I have control over in this situation? And then go from there. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you deal with such an important population, and it's a population that people have understood throughout the history of the world, which is that if you're dealing with veterans, many of these patients have been in wars, and they have what we refer to as post-traumatic stress syndrome. And this is something that when there is a similar outside stimulus that comes into their lives that reminds them of where they really had severe stress that incapacitated them, it puts them in that point of incapacitation again and makes it difficult for them to act. So examples are people who have been in war and they've heard gunshots and they might hear something similar to that sound in modern society and it takes them back and it regresses them in a way that they can't, not, they can't act healthfully in that moment. And so one of the aspects of this pandemic, which is really difficult, is that if you have rolling lockdowns or you have different kinds of restrictions or you had a bad experience putting on your mask or having testing and waiting for your results or these types of things, how it can make people not be able to cope so well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, this is, I think, creating some trauma responses within people because like you said, you know, just the news or they have, they're waiting or just waiting for results. You know, Mm -hmm. they're potentially waiting for news that could determine whether or not they're going to have to go to the hospital or not. Or in the meantime, they're quarantining, you know, away from their family or their friends, or they're having to decide whether or not to go to work, which might mean whether or not they have bills, they can pay money. Exactly. Bills. So, I mean, this really is, you know, bringing up some of our, like, you know, core existential fears 
I mean, yeah. even with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, making us concerned about some of our basic fundamental needs, whether it's like food, safety, shelter, loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with your patient population, for example, and I mean, I don't know because I'm not in your shoes treating these patients. I treat, you know, internal medicine, stroke, heart patients. Um, But you're dealing really with the psychological health of patients where I'm dealing with, you know, firstly the physical health and then the mental health. And, And so as you're dealing with these patients primarily on these mental health issues, and they often have a history of mental health stress and trauma, what is some of the process that you have seen that's really helpful to them to mitigate these circumstances that we're currently living in? Well, I think one of the most important things is to recognize that they do have some control over how they respond to these circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you mentioned, they had been through things in their past that have questioned, you know, how much control they have in our current circumstances do make people uh, nervous because there are some things that are outside of our control. So that's understandable that that anxiety might be there. However, there are things that we have more control over than we realize. You know, for example, you know, I treat one patient who has seen a lot of trauma and has PTSD, but I started working with him recently on helping him to identify his values. Mm-hmm. And it's really remarkable because he said for him, one of his values is uh, serving others. And so I talked to him, I said, why not, you know, every day, just write down this question, how can I create value in other people's lives? And, you know, he lit up, it was like, you know, he knew that because like, he's very mission oriented. So mm-hmm. instead of being focused on like his trauma, he started focusing on like serving others. So he said, you know, at lunch, what he would start to do is he'd start to text his kids just to see how they're doing. Or he said, you know, he'd come home and he'd help clean stuff out, clean the house for his wife, because that would help his wife out. Mm-hmm. So the other day he saw his, his neighbors were, one of his neighbors was raking leaves and he just went over and said, hey, I'll rake those leaves for you. And so, you know, for him, it was really, once he started to identify his values and then create some meaningful actions to act on them, it, it really helped to lower his fear and his anxiety. Even his nightmares went down, um, his irritability, his anger went down. And what was really interesting is I asked him, I said, you know, if, if you measure your stress level on a scale of one to 10, you know, where are you before you take this action and where are you after it? Yeah. What he told me was before, sometimes he would be at like around a one or two, meaning he's feeling pretty low. And afterwards, he says he's about an eight or a nine. Okay. That's a pretty remarkable increase just in your mood and stress level. But I think that shows you, you know, we do have control over our, our mood, our emotions, and our actions. I think it's such a beautiful story. And the reason that it's so important is that we understand in the human population that the stress response is based on the person's perception of the stress that's acting on them. And so if your patient is able to subjectively, meaning their own perception of this, rate it with a complete difference of seven points in some cases where the stress level is lowered, 
it's a phenomenal aspect that you were able to help him with just a very, very simple suggestion. Yeah. And I would just, I mean, for your, for your listeners out there, I would say, you know, most people might see an improvement of one or two points, yeah. um, but if you can even just see an improvement of one or two points, that's a, that's a big difference. And that tells you again, yeah. that you have some control over this. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I remember, I mean, at one point in time, I had to get, I had to get tested and I was waiting for my results and I was quarantining in my bedroom and, you know, my wife was bringing me food. I had to stay there and, you know, I would, you know, I would, I would do these guided relaxations and my stress, my stress would improve by about one or two points. And and, you know, even that, that one or two point difference, you know, again, helped me realize, okay, I'm, I'm in control here. I have some control over my mood. I can control how I respond to this. So helping people realize they, they do have more, a little more control over how they respond to these circumstances can be very helpful. It's very helpful. And I love that you're sharing that story because I think one of the things that we both know from our training and people actually know at home from doing these types of things in other areas of their life is that let's just take this to a sports example, Okay. And let's say that somebody tried out for the sports team that was their favorite sport and they were terrible at the beginning of the season. And they might have made gains that were like the equivalent of one or two points within the first half of the season. And then they made a gain by three or four points by the end of the season, or maybe they just stayed at two points. And then they went out for the sport the following year because it also was highly valued to them in terms of something that was helpful for them to participate in. And so the point here is understanding the cumulative work that we do actually does move us forward. And even if we don't see it right away, um, it's very important. It is. And I mean, even the, the research, if you do any research on like um, biofeedback or neurophysiology, I mean, if you are to just to do, you know, mm-hmm. like 10 minutes of guided relaxation or uh, breathing exercises, I mean, that can actually like lower your heart rate, mm-hmm. alter your brain waves, and not just in that moment, but over time, you actually see you know, changes and then your stress response. It's like, like you said, it's like building that muscle. You become better and better at managing that stress response over the time, which I mean, affects you physiologically, socially, professionally, you know, in all areas of your life. Yeah. And it's, and it's so true because we know that there are modalities out there. For example, when people have test anxiety or different things like this, you know, an intervention can be that you listen to classical music from the Baroque era, which means that the average beat per minute is 60 beats, which matches the human heartbeat, right? And that the human heartbeat at 60 beats per minute creates a relaxation response in you that opens up your brain in such a way that you can think about what you're doing without the level of anxiety acting and clouding your ability to think clearly, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I mean, think about that from a practical perspective. I mean, if you're able to lower your stress or irritability level by one or two points, which improves your thinking, I mean, that might literally be the difference between saying or doing something that you regret versus not regret. 
I mean, for example, a lot of the mm -hmm. veterans that I work with who have PTSD, I mean, that triggers the fight or flight response almost yeah. like instantaneously, which mm -hmm. triggers like anger or irritability. So, so many of the veterans that I work with, they're like, I just flew off the handle and just like, you know, cussed out my coworker or my wife. And now I feel terrible about that. But if, again, if you can lower that stress response just by one or two points, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, you start to think more clearly, you know, I mean, that might be the, the difference between saying or doing something that you regret or ruins a relationship. Or allows us to thrive in this area of survival. Because yeah. I, when you're saying this, it actually takes me to the moment of just standing in line at the grocery store and feeling like, oh, I have to yeah. be six feet away from the person next to me. I'm under this mask. I, I can't tell if they're smiling at me. If I smile at them, can they tell that I'm trying to reassure them and tell them that it's all going to be okay and we're in it together? It's fascinating how we can carry this into our daily experiences at this time. You know, that's an excellent point. And I think if anything, you know, this experience has helped me and probably other people realize that they probably don't need to be as stressed out about the little things as they usually get. And it's, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the grocery store example, because, you know, I remember this was probably a few weeks ago, I was standing, I was, I was in line in the grocery store and the cashier was uh, like trying to figure out the price for some fruit that I brought, that I bought. And it was probably taking her like five or 10 minutes. And I mean, usually my reaction would just to get like very irritated or angry or get upset but I remember I literally thought to myself, you know, what's, what's the point? What's the, why get upset about this? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, she's doing her best. I'm doing my best. Is it really that big of a deal that I'm going to be standing here for five or 10 minutes? And instead of spending five or 10 minutes getting myself stressed out, raising my blood pressure, I just kind of took some deep breaths and was like, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and relax for the next five or 10 minutes. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was mm -hmm. kind of a relaxing five or 10 minutes instead of a irritable five or 10 minutes. This is a very important point, I think. And, you know, one of the things that we should share with the audience at this point is how we talked about before we came on air. I think that this is a very... Um, this is a very concrete example of what is a healthful response uh, to a situation where you said, look, it's really not that big of a deal. And you're, you're recognizing in this moment that since the pandemic, you have more tolerance about something like this than you did before. But I think also something that is a really important aspect for each of us to understand as we try to maintain our self-control, our self-awareness, our self-sovereignty, which literally means having control over the environment of our life in a way that feels comfortable to us, that we are uncomfortable every single day living in this society the way that we are being instructed to live. And that if we feel anger or frustration or, res or even like resistance, to these types of restrictions that are put in place, that that is also healthy. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, oftentimes when we're feeling that, that resistance or even that anger to sort of recognize, usually there is some, you know, boundary violation that we're not comfortable mm -hmm. with. Yeah. And to sort of, you know, accept, you know, there's something here that's, that's not right, that I'm feeling uncomfortable with. 
And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to, to, you know, I'm just, I'm going to accept that there's something here that I'm not comfortable with. And And then I think the next step then would be, okay, you know, what do I have control over now? Yeah. And even in this example, I think one of the things that we talked about is that it's what it is that we value, right? So if you are a person that cannot handle standing in line at a grocery store under a mask, then what you're going to value most is finding someone in your life that can do that for you right? so that you can have the reprieve that you require to build your resilience in such a way that you're continuing to keep yourself strong during this time. Absolutely. And you make an excellent point here in that when I'm talking, when we're talking about values, we're talking about, you know, your individual specific values. These aren't what society or religion or your parents told you, this is what's, you know, important to you. And, you know, if one of your values is, like you said, you know, not having to wait in line, then, you know, find somebody to help. Or alternatively, you know, we talked about how maybe one of your values might be serving others. Well, then, you know, there's endless opportunities to do that Mm -hmm. but sometimes your values too it can be it can be more intangible it can be you know maybe you value nature so you just spend a couple days sitting by your window looking out at the clouds or you know you value humor so you know you you turn on a funny show or you just call a friend and tell some jokes so it's you know finding being able to identify that and then taking some meaningful actions that are consistent with your values that does increase your own sense of control, which can, can lower that stress and fear response. And what I've heard you say so that we can sort of encapsulate this for the audience is that there has to be an awareness of where your stress is coming from based on your value system. And that when you do that, this awareness allows you to create an acceptance that falls within the boundaries that are okay for you. And that what you have to do next is you have to figure out how to maintain that control in your life that is consistent with your value system. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes that might mean like very specifically identifying what are my values, you know, Mm -hmm. is it, service, kindness, honesty, family, friends, learning, you know, personal growth, and then, you know, what actions can I take? And then along those same lines, I think, you know, when we notice that boundary violation, it's recognizing, okay, I'm, I'm not okay with this. And I, I am going to work to try to change these circumstances. This uh, is so important. Yeah. Trying to work to change the circumstances because what we actually don't really value about ourselves is that we are creative dreamers as human beings and that it is our creativity that literally sets us free we think that we are our jobs and if there's anything that we've learned during this pandemic that is not who we are exactly and i think you know that's one of my favorite things to keep in mind is you know oftentimes you know the first question that people ask is they say you know what do you do say it's your job but you know in my opinion it's you know it's more important to ask you know who are you being you know you know are who are you being are you are you being you know at peace are you being inspiring are you being honest are you being of integrity and i mean what's really powerful about some of those more internal intangible values is 
you can be a person of peace, inspiration, authenticity, honesty, regardless of your circumstances. And that becomes even more, more powerful. And I know, I think we're getting close to time, but I would also add to that what you said about that contrast of feeling those, those boundaries press against us. Sometimes that can really motivate us to help us clarify our values. I mean, sometimes when things aren't going our way, that sort of realizes, okay, this is what I stand for and I'm not putting up with this anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm now going to move forward. And it gives us a a much added level of of determination and and resilience. And I, I so appreciate this because one of the reasons that I host this show is that the idea is to move people into action. Yeah. I want everyone in the audience, the listeners and the viewers at this time, to just hold close to your heart exactly what it is that throughout this conversation has really moved you to have an impulse toward action. Is it that you want to start a service in your neighborhood? Is it that you want to help different people? Is it that you are a person that really service is what you love to do and you want to stop feeling isolated from everything right now because you're afraid how people will react and and really the message is just take all that information that's within you and embrace it and then turn it to the outside and help us get through this world in a way that allows us to thrive and not survive because fear is all about making people survive. And that's not who we are as a human person. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And even in the midst of the most stressful circumstances, I think, I don't think, I know we do have that choice to thrive and it's not always easy, but that choice is available. Yeah, it is available. And I think if everyone at home were to take an inventory of what inspires them, they would find more than one story that shows them that really they care about thriving much more than surviving. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate you being here today. This has been such a joy to have this conversation, to reconnect with you and to just create something that it feels like this can make such a huge difference for people. And that's really the point. Absolutely. Well, Mandy, it was so, I was so joyful to be here today. I mean, it's just a, always a pleasure and I appreciate the, the chance to speak with you and your listeners. Thank you. Would you mind uh, sharing with the audience how they can get in touch with you? We'll list it in the blog when your show goes out, but just give them your website if you would. Yeah, it's um, www.spiritualmediablog.com. And they can email me at editor at spiritualmediablog.com. Great. And you have a LinkedIn account? Uh, Yes, I do have a LinkedIn account. Yes. So for the listeners, you can go to my LinkedIn account and you can find Matt if you'd like. (laughs) Because we're connected on LinkedIn. So that's fine. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. All right. My pleasure. Fantastic. And I would like to thank Passionate World Talk Radio for providing a platform on their internet radio station for our show, Finding Your Holy Grail. To find out more information, you can go to www.passionateworldtalkradio.com 
and www.findingyourholygrail.com. I would love for you to write to me at findingyourholygrail at gmail.com. And remember that we have the companion workbook for you to go through at the end, work through the types of calls to action that Dr. Welsh has presented for you today. And we're going to be sending out a survey in a couple of weeks to hear how the workbook is going for our listeners. And until I see you next week, keep safe and stay brave. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.